first. Number one, the bank want a drug screen for everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having. We're talking about a new movie just came out, directed by Todd Fields, called Tar. This is a biopic of the uh, famous composer. I love so many of her works. Not even composer. Uh, conductor of the Berlin Orchestra, the first female conductor of the Berlin Orchestra, Lydia Tarr, and her kind of rise and fall from from grace. Mm -hmm. This is a very complicated movie and a very problematic movie. Actually, not even really her rise, just her peak. Yeah, I guess we kind of start the film. Because I was thinking about that after, because I kind of have like a list of like movies that I just say rise and fall, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, it is curious to see what amount of films actually show both because a lot of them like off the top of my head like bohemian rhapsody i don't think really shows a fall you know what i mean you don't think there's a fall not really the no. whole movie is a fall because freddie mercury died too long or died too, <laughs> died too soon <laughs> yeah aids got him yeah. but it shows like and we're not gonna talk about bohemian rhapsody but it, sh- <laughs> it shows like bohemian rhapsody. his struggle no, let's talk of... about two shitty movies instead of just one <laughs> Okay, sorry. Um, Tar. <laughs> and, and you're right. It doesn't really show her um, ascension to to fame and to this evolution. Which I like, but go on, yeah. This elevated status. Because the movie starts with her in a New York Times interview where they're basically going over her accomplishments. And right mm-hmm. away, because I'm sure you didn't, I didn't, and, and I, I would yeah. put my entire life savings that Boof didn't know who the fuck Lydia Tar was. Before, yeah, I, uh, is it based on a real person? Is it wait? Not? How long are we doing a bit for? It's not based on a real. Is person. it not a real person? No, no that's the no. mystery of the film. Oh, I thought it was a real person. It's that's... a mystery film. The whole film you just yeah. figure out okay. it's a real person. I was no. gonna say, I'm, I'm no, no, it's not a real person. A, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, I swear <laughs> to fucking god, this is not a real person. <laughs> is Lydia Tar real? Did you see the? Did did you? Yeah, it's not a. It's a. It's a. Like no, this has gone too far. Okay. <laughs> Not this the is... vulture literally publishing that. Like, yeah, she's totally real. That's Six real days person. ago, while Tar herself isn't real, there are plenty of versions of her out there <laughs> yeah. who are. You said biopic, and I was like. No, I thought it was real. I, had no fucking, I did not do any research going into this movie. Yeah, I think there was like a New real. York Times review. I can't remember who reviewed it, but it was really funny because the person's like review was like, uh, she she said, uh, yeah, blah, blah. I was watching this enthralling film of this complicated individual who is so real. But there's one problem. I got home and I Googled Lydia Tarr biography and found out <laughs> she isn't. And that was like the big bomb drop of the article. And somebody... Uh, like quote tweeted that and tweeted it saying like when my mom puts her face uh puts her hands over her face and she disappears but then she reappears saying peekaboo <laughs> damn um, but yeah not a not a real person. not a real person <laughs> who would have thought um it would have made it a lot more we, interesting if it was take a second to think about that and reconvene <laughs> yeah this changes everything it does change everything <laughs> I don't know if I like it more or less now that I know that. <laughs> this is a great realization a real to get on the pod. <laughs> oh, my God. Life is full of mysteries, my man. Exactly. Um, where were we? What are we talking about? We were just introing the movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bombshells. Yeah, we, we just said biopic, and then I just okay, lost focus. Should we read the summary? Well, real quick, I, I remember what I was talking about. We don't see an ascension, and uh, it 
is like setting her up to let the audience know who this person is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then the whole rest of the movie is like proving this interview wrong. Mm. So it like it like tells you what exactly what this very fabricated like it's like she's the reading Just propping her up. It, it's exactly what she wants them to ask her, and it's exactly what she wants them to say, in mm-hmm. establishing her as this like visionary, and uh, all of these criteria to uh, elevate her. And the whole rest of the movie after that is trying to like erase that mm. um so this is todd fields's third feature film i believe i'm pretty sure his his first one in the last 16 years his last film was 2006 do you know who todd fields is no i've i was trying to figure that out when i was seeing the trailers for the film i know I he's like, in eyes wide shut yeah uh so he's been making commercials for the last 16 years Which ones? he couldn't the tell ones? couldn't tell you yeah he's actually the geico yeah, I just watched a two-hour, thirty-eight-minute-long commercial. Um, and then <laughs> he's <real> been <laughs> an actor before that. The majority of his career, he's been an actor. He was the uh, um, jazz player in Eyes Wide Shut. The person, oh, okay, like okay. The, the piano yeah, player, like yeah. the person who gives Tom shit. Cruise. Oh, yeah, he got yeah. yeah. That's that's Todd Fields. That which is, is wild Todd that Field. he's like a director making movies. Wait, holy shit! One second. We just is this a coming to a realization episode? Yeah, yeah, because I'm looking at his I'm looking at his uh Wikipedia thing here. Field has been attached to a number of film projects, yada yada. Uh an adaptation of the nineteen eighty five Cormac McCarthy novel, Blood Meridian. What the fuck happened to that? Where'd that go? I don't know. What the fuck, Todd Field? Didn't make it. He seems like he's very selective. Blood Meridian, that's your that's your book, right? That's, That's the one I wrote. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wrote that under my pen name, Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> um, yeah. What the fuck? Anywho, realization pod. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Should we read the summary? Yeah, you want me to? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the film, set in the international world of classical music, centers on Lydia Tarr, widely considered one of the greatest living composer slash conductors and first ever female chief conductor of a major German orchestra. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. We'll read Such we'll, an uh, odd thing to make up a character about. Yeah. It's very specific. Yeah. It was, it was so specific. Very, that like, was something boring. I found myself like very wrapped up in the whole film being like, why did we choose to fictionalize this narrative? Yeah. Why it, yeah. We a lot of questions. And I have my, <laughs> my, I have a theory on that, but let's listen okay. to the trailer. You want to dance the mask, you must service the composer. If you're here, then you already know who she is. Lydia Tarr is many things. As a conductor, Tarr began her career with the Cleveland Orchestra, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, until she had last arrived here at our own New York Philharmonic. In 2013, Berlin elected Tarr as its principal conductor, and she's remained there ever since. Lydia Tarr has also written music for the stage and screen. She is one of only 15 EGOTs, meaning those who have won all four major entertainment awards. Thank you for joining us, Maestro. Thank you. How's the writing going? 
not so well. I keep hearing something. Schopenhauer measured a man's intelligence against his sensitivity to noise. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by emotion? Yes. Yes, it does happen. Intense. That trailer was like a horror movie trailer. <laughs> no, yeah, literally. It is a horror movie trailer. And we're going to talk about a little if bit they of genre bending at some point here. Yeah, genre bending as in fucking snooze fest. Holy <laughs> shit. That <laughs> like the rude ad libs. Oh my God. <laughs> I did no. not like that theater experience whatsoever. How many people were in your theater when you Zero. watched it? Were you the only one? I was the only one. I was also the only one. Yeah. Oh, I was I was at like a little art house cinema place. I'm sure it was packed. So it was like ten people or so. Oh, so exactly packed. Packed. Yeah. <laughs> and it <laughs> took an it took me um twenty minutes before I looked up how long this fucking movie was because I wanted to leave. <laughs> oh, you I, didn't know how long it was going into it. No, oh, I, I I knew it was, and the person I was watching it didn't know either. It was like literally about, I, about that time turned. It was like oh god. No, I and I, uh, once it's and that happened, I was like, fuck. And it, then the movie started at 630. I specifically remember 817 looking, being like, I don't know if I can finish this movie like, <laughs> de- and debated leaving. And I had to go up and get popcorn to force myself to stand. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, do. this yeah. movie is uh, two hours in. 38 minutes two hours and 38 minutes i know the exact runtime. and i yeah i looked at that before i went because i was debating Same. if i wanted to go on monday or tuesday yeah. and uh, if it was like under two hours i probably would have gone on tuesday but i was like you know what i need to like clear my whole fucking night for this shit. <laughs> yeah so yeah. i went on monday but yeah so how i just i don't this i didn't fucking get it get i didn't i could not find so, myself interested in almost any aspect yeah. of the movie, the perf- like performances all good, like cinematography good, like art wise all good. But I just was so uninterested yeah. okay. in it that I just was not able to get into it. I think maybe just for like this one, just because this isn't a typical movie that we break down, we should just at the top get out of the way, like what we kind of think was going on in it, because okay. basically. Um, to me, and definitely, like, even watching that trailer right there reminded me of a lot of, like, little threads that were brought up, i.e., 
like the daughter messing with her stuff, like yeah. that thread never really coming to close. And I feel like in that sense, I know you guys haven't seen it, but Mirror by uh, Tarkovsky no. is a film that is pretty much just incomprehensible when you watch it. You can't I know, but out... like that movie, for example, and like other slow burns, I'll mm-hmm. say, I don't know why, but I can watch those so easily. Because there's a conclusion that like makes it worth it, right? But then this movie... I. Just it's just kind of into it yeah and that's point. why it reminded me of mirror in like the sense that mirror like i was saying was just there's a ton of stuff happening you don't really know where any of it's going and then the movie just ends and i think mirror is incredible because to me that is like an anti-film where tarkovsky was saying like no i'm gonna actually put my inner thoughts on the screen and not narrativize it for mm-hmm. you at all and this felt similar to that in the sense that like it was an incredibly realistic portrayal of someone's life in that like it's boring yeah, and there's not this grand overarching message. There's not nothing makes all this sense in the end. It's not like, oh, because her daughter was messing with her things, then in the end, you know, we find out this about yeah. her and her daughter's connection. No, she just ends up tearing her life apart and the daughter's gone and we never get closure. Yeah, this is a, a, a really slow movie where really n- nothing really happens mm-hmm. in it. And you're right it, to in, in the fact that it is like a very accurate portrayal of real life in mm-hmm. that we don't always get a happy uh, clo- close or, or a close closing at ending. all, you know, and yeah. there is somewhat of a ending where it, it kind of wraps up a little bit, but really not. And, and honestly, dude, just like a big joke. Honestly, yeah. I was it, laughing at the ending. You're right in the fact that it it brings up things throughout the movie, and you're like, oh, that's going to come back, and like that's going to like play into the ending, and then it doesn't at all. Mm. And two hours into this movie, I was like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I was like, how, so she's just how, a how piece this, of shit. How is this going to end? <laughs> Do y'all and ever no watch idea. like E3 showcases? No. Oh. Every is E3 like, like showcase video game stuff. Yeah, so every E3 showcase, yeah. that's what it is. There's a pit with an orchestra in it in front of whatever trailer everyone's watching, and then they're playing like the music that's in the trailer, and it just makes it like a very like a regal experience. And I have honestly like wondered that before. Like, how do you feel being that orchestra person, being like, I'm really scoring this fucking video game right now, and I'm mm-hmm. literally like a fucking maestro, and mm-hmm. I was dead ass laughing because I play Monster Hunter, and instantly <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like. Her ass is debuting the new Monster Hunter game. What okay. the fuck? Before we get into <laughs> the ending, which we'll definitely have a conversation about the ending. Um, Boof, what did you rate this movie? And I, I we're talking about your letterbox score. I, I rated it, it two stars. Two stars? Okay. Uh, Taike, what did you rate this movie? Four stars. Four stars? I also gave this a I four star. I was very, very, very surprised at your four stars. But also, what kind of shocked me is the letterbox rating is like 4.3 oh yeah i'm a little shocked how the fuck is it that high? yeah i think it was like a high three when i saw it um so this is like a very art house movie my whole drive home i was like what am i not getting (laughs) and like it kept me up at night i was like why i started out like well we're here to explore that (laughs) i started out with a three and a half on it but as it like haunted me over the next like two days i was like i mean any film that haunted you for the better though I also yeah. I had I had to I had to think about it a little bit, and I don't like the fact that I gave it four stars because I didn't enjoy watching it. (laughs) I've just been it's 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 hard. It's weird for me to say that that I'm giving uh, praise in in a great a score that better than almost every movie we've potted so far. I'm giving it a higher score than that. 
and okay, which yeah. is ridiculous. And it's not <laughs> me. Me and Ty K were talking before we got here. Both this is not a movie that is really fun to watch, but it's a movie that's kind of fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why yeah, I was okay. kind of like, I that's fair. Just I'll take that. What we get out of it too. And, um, and I think it's more impressive than it is good. Not because of the. I also agree on that. Not because it's of really bad. <laughs> But it is impressive. Yeah. Not because of like the experience you have in the movie, but it's commentary on society, I think is like very pungent. And I think this is the first movie. This is a, a movie that is set in 2022 or 2021 ish. Um, yeah. Whenever it was uh, written post in, in yeah, post pandemic. And they talk about the pandemic. And I think this is the only real reflection of kind of where we are right now as a society and how COVID has influenced us, has can- how cancel culture has influenced us, how how, how woke culture has in- influenced us. And the, the real question that it's asking is how it, it, it encourages us to think about how we view art and how we view artists at a time that we are having all of these um, issues and... Uh, examples of artists who are becoming problematic and Mm. it it talks about specifically how not just Lydia Tarr as our our main character but also as you know Bach and and Beethoven and and what 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 makes us as a society say it this is okay that they did this because their work is great and then controversial on the on the flip side of it no, this is not okay because what they did. Where do we draw the line, and and how do us as a society do we view the the art versus the artist? Yeah, and I thought it was interesting too that like again, as we were saying, I don't think it really has a statement per se. It's really just like part of a conversation. You know exactly, what I mean? it's not. It it it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. tell you what to think. It just asks a lot of questions. Real quick, just because I don't know where else to put this in, but. I'm just going to shoot this. This might be shooting at some bail, but it's been a question I've been asking myself a lot lately. And I was curious to get your guys or Mm -hmm. put this in your guys' head the way it's wormed into mine. You know how I love scorching hot takes about Tarantino and Scorsese? Yeah. Somebody said um, the reason that, and this isn't so much against them, but just said, why do you think our great filmmakers today, including PTA, Mm -hmm. Scorsese, PTA, uh, fucking... Uh, Tarantino obviously are all making films that take place pre-smartphone and they're like so many of like modern filmmakers have no frame of reference for like how to relate to like a youth culture that grew up with something so different as having like this instant connection in your hand to everything and they were like it's a really difficult, scary thing to write about. Similar to like my my immediate thing I went to is how like every horror film tries to dodge that because how do you rectify the fact that these people can call the police at any given moment? Yeah. And it's like... Um, or call so, each other or, uh, or find my phone. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've been thinking about that lately. Like when I've been watching films is like, who are the great like just putting a drama in the modern day like without fear and i was like really the only one i can think of that is a modern day example of that is like worst person in the world 
where I'm like, that was truly someone being like, I'm going to try to capture the zeitgeist right fucking now. I'm not Mm going to go back 50 years and be like, these were the best songs. And this is what we learned. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to try and capture it right fucking now. And this also struck me not so much as like capturing the zeitgeist, but as much as, but I mean, it does as like, especially in that scene where she argues about like identity politics with that student. Yeah. It's like, that's probably one of the best scenes of the movie. Yeah. And like, not even for like, it didn't even to me feel like tar was dunking. Like it felt to me like tar was missing and then the kid was missing and they yeah. were both kind of talking past each other. Again, and again like, like there's no conclusion. Yeah. It, it doesn't tell you um, whether the the student is right or if, if tar is right. It, again, the whole film is not telling you what to think. It's just uh, asking questions about how about specifically about this like social media hive mind that we've kind of come to know as as normal where you know one one person has an opinion on social media and then a whole generation (laughs) is like i saw this on twitter i have to have this opinion (laughs) yeah yeah and uh, it, it explores that and it's not saying that no you shouldn't think one side is right or yeah wrong. you shouldn't uh uh like this artist because of something that they did or either or it's just but also an artist doesn't get carte blanche to just tear their own life apart and have no like responsibility for that and continue to succeed mm-hmm. um so i'm sure we'll talk about more stuff eventually do you want to go into themes or what are you thinking sure do you have anything else to say before we do that I do have like what I just have like a bunch of questions I want to oh, yeah. ask you guys. That this this I'm is like... going to be a weird structure because <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think the themes will be kind of important, but yeah. I also think that highlights we're going to breeze through nitpicks. I kind of left blank. A I little think bit. what works. That's where I'll pitch my questions. Of. Sure. We'll have a 50 minute long. So, what works? <laughs> yeah. So we'll do a, a little um, go into the quick themes where we talk about the themes quickly. We'll have how long of a what works segment? uh hour 20 or so yeah all right um (laughs) so i'm gonna talk about what i put down and then uh you can feel free to chime in at any time first one which i think is probably the biggest uh theme of the movie is is exploring power dynamics Mm -hmm. um and, and between kind of like boss coworker, like uh uh, I'm in charge of you power dynamics, but also like more societal power dynamics where you're influencing a culture and, and, and things like that. Um, the exploration of art and uh, w- what art is and how you view art and, and the significance of uh, of, of art and, and, and how we value it. Mm-hmm. Um, then this is like, I'm getting kind of abstract here. I wrote kind of have to be. Yeah. I wrote the tolerance of, of brilliance and, and how much are we willing yeah. to put up with for greatness? Which ties into your other one there, the myth of genius at yes. the same time. Yeah. And I'll go right into that. The the myth of genius being that it is, if you are the best at your craft, does that make you, is that because you are born a genius or you put the work in to, to, um, elevate yourself above everyone else and you, and you are truly better or 
did you just position yourself exactly, to make people yeah, think like that you are a genius? Right timing, right connections. Yeah. Did, did someone tell you that this person is a genius and you're like, oh, this person must be a genius? And <laughs> or, or did you, you know, plot and scheme your way into tricking everyone and, yeah. and, and by stomping on the people next to you to elevate yourself that way, which ties into this one also, which is the planning and scheming of success. Yeah. It's how, how are you playing the chessboard to uh, elevate yourself and prop it, it, yourself up? Yeah. It, it, while simultaneously, you know, destroying the people around you and then um, cancel culture and woke culture and, and where we are right now with how, how we are viewing these problematic figures. Yeah. And I like that it didn't go too far into that. No, that's it, like something that like, as much as like, to like what you were saying, Boof, like how it doesn't really have a stance on anything. It's kind of vague. I'm like, that's a point where I do respect it because that takes to me, like me looking at an artist like Todd Field making this, I can't imagine how hard it was for him to resist being like, I'll make this so like ripped from the headlines and she'll get canceled in this mm -hmm. movie. And it was like, he was very like patient and tempered and being like, Let's make sure we don't fall into making this like, oh, look how of the times this film is. Yeah. Be and because this movie and, and this figure, this made up figure <laughs> that we now know. Not real. Uh, Lydia Tarr <clears throat> is, oh, is the whole movie. We are progressively, progressively Ma painting her as a bad person and, and a terrible human being. But also we are really humanizing her. We are making her a mother, a compassionate mother, maybe even to a fault at some points. And <coughs> someone who is influential and is flawed, is deeply flawed. Yeah, totally. And even and it's making a stance saying that, you know, everyone is flawed and, you know, who is who is deserving of being forgiven and who is not and mm. uh, spoiler i don't think she's not for sure she sucks she does suck and yeah and, no i i walk away from that film being like fuck lydia tar yes and i think that's like the proper i'm not yeah. even referring to her as lydia i'm saying linda fuck you linda, <laughs> linda. <laughs> i forgot about that whole bell um, but especially at the beginning like we you don't after the first half an hour you're not like fuck this person i was I don't yeah. know what it was, but I was okay. like, I, I don't I feel like, like from like trick. the little bit I had seen from, I don't think I'd actually, I hadn't seen that trailer for sure. Yeah, I haven't either. But I feel like from the, the little bit I'd seen, I was like, oh, this is definitely like an anti-hero type portrayal. But I was surprised by like how, again, how just down the middle it was. Like mm -hmm. the fact that he, and that was something too, it's like, is that like almost a bit of a flex to make up a character and make them be this complicated and not like cartoonishly one direction or the other? Yeah, I think it is. Like I, that's like I one think, of the things because the, I keep thinking to myself, why the fuck did he make someone up? And I'm like, it almost seems one thing I wonder too, is it's like, would it almost seem too cruel to take a real living person and portray them like this honestly and like mm. exposing them this much? Like, I think we literally either want to love or hate someone. And it's really hard for us to take a real person and actually look at them like a human being and mm -hmm. be like, oh, they're both good and bad. And you almost do have to make someone up lest everyone get offended. I didn't see that many good parts. 
Yeah. Well, I'm, now I'm trying to think of some. Most, like what? <laughs> that she's like a compassionate mother. Well, there's... she's not like a good person. Not no, this is a great good, question. That good at her job. Not that she great she's objectively partner. good at she, her job. Object, she's very good well, at her job. Yeah, but yeah. like not a good. But even then, like, is that really a but measure? There, but of, there's like, there's shady things that she does in her job. Yeah, that, she abuses her power yeah, and yeah. like blackmails people. That's horrible. Is not she's not even like good in decisions where like the violin scene. I guess she's kind of using her power to give it to the one. So yeah. that she is on there because she wants Which to Which again, her. like yeah. complicated ass narrative. She is literally talented enough to earn this position, but it's mm. being invalidated by the fact that Kate Blanchett, Lydia Tarr, just wants to have sex with her. Yeah. yeah. But I guess I guess like the Which um, is like that's a whole nother can of worms to look into. I guess the the credit to her would be that she is like positioned as like a pioneer for like women's rights almost and someone who is that's another complicated but, but she, yeah. she, even, even though we as an audience like in her day-to-day life see that she's not yeah. doesn't she shoot down that narrative but aren't you by narrative? the very nature of sitting at the table exactly. like opening the door you know what i mean yeah and she but it's like I'm but then, sure that's the exact but then question are you even asked, holding right? the door open or is it just closing slowly behind like, you which is another question that is continuous <laughs> that's what i mean asking. it's like yeah. that's why i was like oh this is a, actually a pretty interesting film to talk about exactly so it's very comp it's very complicated um which is again not fun to watch at all really a very boring movie but to, to <laughs> although i will say it was one of those films i think if if any of us because this is this is my experience with the worst person in the world. My whole time watching that film, I was like, who's the worst person in the world? I need to figure this out. <laughs> and then after it ended, like, oh, it's Lydia Tarr. <laughs> yeah, that one's similarly, not not a similar ending, but similarly toned where you just kind of walk away from the film being like, so what happened? What did I learn? See, and, that's funny you were talking about Tarkovsky. I was thinking like slow burn, walk away with that feeling is stalker. Yeah. Very but similar. I the love, whole time I was watching I Stalker. Stalker. See, that's what I mean. It's like, I feel like if I watch Stalker again this time without me looking for something and just looking mm-hmm. at something, I would have a way deeper appreciation for it. And that's how I feel like I'll feel if I watch, if I watch Target, because it's going to be a while before I'm ready <laughs> oh, to I don't watch know if I ever again. Will, but... but it's like, there was a review on Letterboxd that said, one of the only movies I've seen where I immediately watched it. And I was oh like, my God. How, how, how much time do you have? How? That's the <laughs> five, have five hour shift. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, to me, there is a reward in that feeling of like, I was searching for something the whole time. I never found it. And it's like, good. I'm glad it like, you know, we were just talking and this is not shit on this movie, but pull it out of a hat. Fucking like bullet train. Yeah. A film that's just A, B, C, D. Here's what's happening. Mm-hmm. I like bullet train. Yeah, no, we all do. We all we talked about it. I like I like so many of his songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like I'm never going to watch bullet train and have a better experience. Mm-hmm. OK, if I watch yeah. this movie again, I'm going to have a better. Experience. And you're not like taking much away from bullet train. Yeah, where you're you're not exploring Marvel it. films, all of that stuff. You're yeah. gonna have Don't, a worse bullet trains better. Than no, I know, but I'm just so saying. Those are <laughs> any example of those. Those are all escapism, and this is not escapism. This True. Is, this yeah, is, exactly. This is looking you in the eyes and here's where we're at. Here are tough questions. Let's talk about it. Let's think about it. Yeah, no, that's that's totally true. It is yeah. like literally a different experience altogether. <laughs> um, so let's just talk about the highlights, I guess. Yeah. Um. I 
Oh, my favorite scene in the whole film. Oh, before before we get into this, actually, uh, one thing I want to bring up, and one that I want to ask you about. Yeah. How do you feel about the credits being at the beginning? And in, in, in the first... once I saw that, I was like, I'm in for a long <laughs> no, literally, one. no, literally, <laughs> that's I'm in for a long one. Also, I, I was know. like, I'm like, good for like, good for y'all getting your credit right at the top. Mm-hmm. Like, I do feel weird sometimes when it's like, oh, I just finished again. I don't know why I'm. I've just finished a Marvel movie. Time to well horrible example because you have to sit through the marvel (laughs) credits but i always feel weird when i watch a blockbuster that had 50 million people working on it and i see two names and i'm already out the theater and i don't care about the rest of the names yeah and i think i kind of respect this decision because that leans into the whole aspect in his i think his biggest uh opinion about the genius myth where Mm. I am not the genius. No, totally. That's the these are all too. of the people that help put this together. We everyone worked hard. I couldn't have made it without these people. Yeah. These are the not the real heroes, but the, the people who did the real work. And for him to highlight that, that's a great point. I think yeah. just proves his that opinion throughout the the the, the main theme of the movie. Yeah, because that's me sitting and watching that and being like, ugh. But as it's a, like my least maybe, biggest problem. But as a viewer, I was like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to watch the credit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's part of the point too. Is it's like she is fundamentally suffering from imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like from that, I was literally. I think all of us were probably put off on her from the interview onward. From when she's like, I control time. Nothing <laughs> moves without me. And it's like a maestro is fundamentally sorry i get it you're the coach you're you're yeah. making everything work but you're but not you doing aren't anything. playing the instruments yeah. like at the end of the day you are nothing without them moving yeah. at the exact moment that you tell them to as much as you giving them that directive is important them executing that directive is 10 times as important and i think that's like a big reason on why he centered this in this atmosphere the setting of like this classical music um setting that you know we as a unit don't know anything about probably <laughs> yeah. mo- most of people watching the film totally yeah. 99% of people probably don't know anything about it and uh, i think most people that have the opinion that you know uh, uh a maestro is 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 not the most important part of an orchestra even though yeah. like maybe they are maybe they don't maybe they, maybe they do make or break it but again like you said they're really not doing anything from the point of view of of a layman like yeah someone who doesn't know and to put to to elevate that position that is really not doing anything says a lot about what what they're trying to say about uh whether the the damn geni- i'm liking this movie more the, the genius more theory mind. or <laughs> the recoil <laughs> how no, because I'm like, it is quite literally The discussion to me, about it doesn't make it a better movie. Well, no, because the new appreciation I have for it now is like, to me, this is literally him tearing down like specifically auteur director like myth. Truly a director is a maestro. Mm-hmm. Like they're like a director can say whatever the fuck he wants to to Marlon Brando to say, Marlon, I want you to do this in the scene. That's the best actor. But Marlon Brando might be in the phase of his career where he's like, fuck you. I'm not doing any of this shit. And it's like, yeah. and then what do you come off Whatever as? Whatever comes up at screen. Yeah. You're st- well, you're still it's making Apocalypse now. You're still Francis yeah. Ford Coppola. But, <laughs> but, um, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, and then, then I'm drawn immediately to how Hollywood directors have been known to acute, like 
fucking abuse their power yeah. for sexual gain and all this stuff. And it's like, it is interesting to take that, which is like an obvious narrative and alienate it to like, again, like you yeah. said, something that no also, one has she's a reference really for. bad at abusing her power for sexual gain. She does not get laid once. At least and that was not I'm, only is she trying to abuse her power. She sucks at it. Yeah. We, no. And like, we don't, it's not even what we see. We don't see it not on screen. We don't see <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. At this phase in her career, because that's, what's interesting is it's like, she truly like, I was actually laughing at how much she isn't even registering on Olga's like Richter scale for trying to have sex. Like mm -hmm. to me, I was going to put that in what works, but now I'm already talking about it. Uh, I love that. I, it was something that I felt weird about at first. Like, man, I wish they would have actually like gotten a little bit more in the weeds with like her yeah. and Olga's relationship. But I really like that Olga never even once for a second considered her like a sexual partner. Like, she literally could not be more oblivious <laughs> to and like well she doesn't Kate, i don't think she likes chicks she was talking to that dude at the well th there's that but then yeah. like even then like lydia like keeps trying to have these like kismet moments like mm -hmm. when she's playing and and lydia tar comes back and is like that's so beautiful <laughs> and is like mm -hmm. obviously trying to like spit game and all goes mm -hmm. like yeah cool thanks yeah uh sounds good it's like it is <laughs> like honestly funny and like better that again he put it in this realm of vagueness where like no one's connecting with each other that's a yeah. thing too fucking how do you guys feel about her saying 50 times in this movie other people are robots lydia tar does she say that i don't even remember literally she her, the number one insult she hurls she said it at least six times was such and such oh he's a robot Oh, just like regurgitating. Oh, she was saying like, that about the co-direct or co-maestro, yeah, whatever yeah, that okay. person mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And it's like, to me, there's something really, really like honest. Like it's one of those things, you know, like the therapy stuff, like the thing you hate in someone else is what you hate about yourself. Mm. And it's like, to me, there's something in the fact that she uses other people for sex, uh, you know, makes other people like literally tells that interviewer, you're going to say this, 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 and this about me. I need to be praised. I need all this stuff. I can't like function on my own. I need to use other people. And then her being like, he's a robot. All he does is copy and say that other people's work is his to try to prop himself up. And also now that you're saying that <clears throat> I am remembering. So obviously she is like the maestro, the conductor of the orchestra, but she also like does compose a little bit and she's working on her own piece. And she can't even she can't do, it. do it. She, she can't, can't finish it. it. Yeah. And and Olga is the uh is the one who comes in and starts playing and she's like, Oh, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. Yeah. And she's like, Oh yeah. Um, so even herself, like she she can't even independent, while, independently like make her own art. For a while there, and specifically, I guess we are in highlights, and this is what I was gonna say. Okay. Hands down my favorite scene in the film because it was giving like, you know, we've talked in the past, like, I love, I think, I think we agreed, like, one of the greatest marks of, like, a director is when they're able to just, boom, I'm in a new genre now, surprise, you're in a horror mm -hmm. film, i.e. Parasite, the hallway scene, uh, Snowpiercer, the tunnel scene, Bong Joon-ho's a fucking god at it. Yeah, yeah. But I got very similar vibes from the scene where she drops off Olga and comes to give yeah, her the best part about her mm -hmm. is getting smacked in the face for i sure. was like yeah very what? scary like, i was what? fucking my heart was pounding out of my chest that was so fucking scary yeah very tense um and like i was get, i thought for a second there what we were gonna do is like go into like a black swan thing that yeah, olga is gonna like just shift yeah i thought olga was gonna like eclipse her 
but again that's me like narrativizing the film and looking for something that isn't there mm -hmm. and the film again like as soon as i thought i knew it was gonna go it would pull away same with uh all of the scenes at her own home at night when she hear here is hearing noises and she's exploring the house yeah. and you're like okay well something's obviously gonna happen because we're <laughs> this is literally a horror trope like, yeah. what are we doing and uh all of the scenes of her running at night like by herself and like, through, like that grimy like gross city and yeah and jogging through the woods and hearing like a blood curdling scream that they just never came back to ever which that scene was freaking me out too because yeah. i was thinking in that moment like what the fuck would i do if yeah. i was in that situation because like you would be like let me help and then you're like where is that even coming from? Yeah, she, I think she like <laughs> tries to go into the woods for a second and then she's like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, and then also you're like, and yeah. She, she, yeah, because yeah, that's that, which is a very human reaction. Like you want to help and you want... And, and just bystander effect. Half the people would hear that and just be like, not my problem. Yeah. Keep running. Yeah. Um. So highlights, I have... Um. I wish they would have showed her more viscerally getting smacked in the head. Yeah. Well, how did you yeah. guys feel about the fact that she came back and lied about that? I thought that was like one of the best character developments in I was the like, film. Just say that you fell. No, Again, that's totally I, like that. I love that but, she comes back and is like, ha, got assaulted. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> she, of course, her character would never admit no. I fell down trying to get pussy. No, I did this to myself. <laughs> you don't even have to say trying to get pussy. Just I fell. I, I fell. I tried to get pussy, got scared by a dog, and then fell down <laughs> and hurt myself. But yeah, it, but it all goes back to the um, the power dynamics. You can't give up that power. Yeah. To say that uh, um, I did this to myself would be she can't be vulnerable. Yeah, I'd be vulnerable. Yeah, totally. She, some, Which is so robotic to be to like her. no yeah. one can come within arm's length of me. Yeah. Other than I Olga. definitely would have liked of to course. see her. Just and Olga, and, and yeah. she won't so, come. Well, and that's way. part of it, though. Like, that's part of like that fucking. I don't know. I'm not fucking enough of. I was a psychology minor, not a major. So I don't <laughs> fucking know what's going on in her brain. But no, but I mean, like, that's all part of it. Like, being like, no one can come in but the person who doesn't want me. Come here, come here, come here. And Olga's like, what are you talking about? I Olga doesn't even hear her beckoning I'll, I'll, her. I'll meet in. you in 30 minutes for dinner. Nah, I'm gonna take a nap. That was <laughs> fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I actually laughed out loud when, and then when she's she like, came out their clubbing outfit. I'm like, mm -hmm. damn, you're down super bad, Tar. And then she was like, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so tired bad. too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah, me too. Uh, whatever. <laughs> she was going out so bad. Yeah, everything has to be her idea. Yeah. Yep. Um, in the beginning, the the classroom scene I thought was very good. It really sets up kind of a lot of a lot of the themes and, uh, um the kind of way that she interacts with people. I think this is the first instance where we're like, oh, like she's kind of attacking this kid for no reason. Yeah. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have an opinion on whether she's right or he's right or exactly, anyone's yeah. right or wrong or anything. Which I think... It's just a little cruel. Yeah, real quick, like one of the nitpicks that I have anytime there's like an argument written into a film is a lot of the times a, a, I wouldn't even call them like lazy or bad screenwriters, but mm -hmm. like a trap that screenwriters fall into is like that winning the, the argument in the shower thing, you know, yeah. where it's like a screenwriter will write into the film. Like, ah, here's what my character would say. It's the perfect comeback in this moment. And it's like, I liked that in this one, it was like, Oh, Lydia made a good point. Okay. So Lydia's going to, Oh, and now she says something 
okay, that was a little, you're off base. And then he would obviously be like, whoa, that was fucked up. And then he'd say something that was like, oh, that was, now you kind of ruined the momentum you had. And it felt like a very like realistic argument where it's like, I mean, whoever you thought was winning this argument when you went into it is who you thought won the argument going out of it. Exactly. Because neither one is really, again, right or wrong. Like they're, and, and that's the what the question that the movie is asking about how do we value art in artists and, and, and is it worth it to separate the artist from the art if you think the art is, is, is great? Mm-hmm. It, is it okay to praise uh, Chinatown even though Roman Polanski is very problematic? Yeah. Like, is it, can we talk about Woody Allen without having a clear conscience like yeah where it is where do we draw the line and is it chris brown's got some bangers too yeah oh god exactly (laughs) 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 but he does no no absolutely michael Michael jackson is it okay to celebrate him like like it you just keep going down the male director line i gotta get alfred hitchcock out of here i just found out and there's unlimited examples and yeah who else is old and famous that and a man do we and the thing that i think it's also asking is do we judge this on the criteria of of the art or do we judge it based on how long ago it was it is it if someone if something happened 50 years ago does no one care or Mm. and that's the whole thing they're talking about with bach that was what 200 years ago i don't even fucking know how old block was me neither i uh, couldn't tell you it could be 500 years ago yeah. who fucking knows fucking who, as soon who, as who they started talking about Not that me. shit literally the only thing i know is right of spring and that's because i'm getting fucking what's that shit called again um when uh you hear a word and then you start hearing it everywhere uh that's not it's, it's like uh it's it? not necessarily a word it's more anything but yeah um Fuck. Why? It's I'm blanking on it. <laughs> I don't talk about it. I can't as, soon as, I, as soon as you guys say it, I'm going to hear it everywhere. I, I, well, recency bias is like, yeah. But there's basically. a word. I, uh, uh, but anywho. It's not serendipity. I want to say it's serendipity, but it's uh, not. No, it's like it's like a German. That's like, a, fucking... a fabulous word. Serendipitous. <laughs> not right, the correct now word. Now I'm getting pissed off. Now right. I got to Google it. Serendipitous is Let, a word. While you do that, I'm going to talk for a second. Um, when you hear something and then see it everywhere. Buyer Bader Meinhof phenomenon. Oh yeah, I've been getting Bader Meinhof phenomenon about uh, Rite of Spring. That's the only fucking orchestra movement I know about now. Uh, so yeah, anything other than that, I know fucking jack shit. I don't know yeah. what Beethoven's third is. You know, and I, 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 I could hear some Beethoven. But no, Beethoven, that's what's but... so funny too about like, like fucking orchestral music that I was like thinking about watching this film and thinking like this is such a great topic to choose because i cannot think of a topic more so nowadays where everyone has one percent knowledge of exactly like everyone knows five conductors names it's just enough for <laughs> th- i know for, for them to make for them to Isn't make her one? sound like an expert and us yeah. to believe it yeah and, and yeah and it was like and you could literally be like do you know what beethoven's third is and i'd be like 100 percent, yeah and then you could play me any orchestra for Elise? No, for Elise, that's something. I don't know. But you could play I'm me. I'm about to pull it up. You could play me mind. literally any orchestral piece, and I'd be like, yeah, this is Beethoven's third. Yeah, yeah this sure. is Beethoven's for third. For Elise, that's Beethoven. Is it? Is that his third? Was Beethoven it's, the deaf no, one? it's literally called for Elise. I think so. 
Beethoven's then, a dog. Or was Mozart? Mozart. Beethoven's the, the dog. Doesn't mean. Who the this fuck is, is Beethoven? Who's Mozart? And who's Bernie Madoff? The, okay, see, I recognize that. Yeah, that's for release. What's the one that plays at the end in Come and See? Because that's the greatest orchestral piece of all time. I couldn't tell you. Uh, is it Russian? There's a. S- s- no, it's um, that. Oh, yeah, that, that's really, perfect. That, that, that really <laughs> I could be an orchestral. That that narrowed narrowed it. I could be an orchestra. orchestral. Speaking of the orchestra, my cousin was in the Boston Symphony. Um, oh, maybe we should have her on. Uh, she got yeah. cancer. Maybe not, so. though. She's yeah. currently in and out of whatever yeah, that's yeah. called. I'm she's not... probably pretty busy and probably shouldn't come on the pod. Yeah, she's got some things going on. Okay. <laughs> well. Adagio Sorry, is but she was very good at. Uh, I think it was violin. I think that's what it was. She could it definitely was have. She probably knows about Beethoven. It was something about probably knows about Bach. But I guess the the question that is kind of asking a little bit is, if someone something happened right now with any figure, say someone comes out with a movie that blows everyone away, and it is like groundbreaking one of the best movies ever made wins 15 oscars it's like this is it's changing people's lives so like this is amazing yeah and then they have a a a pretty problematic scandal and they're they're canceled or the their whole life and their whole work is tugged from underneath them but someone could have done something 20 years ago a hundred times worse and no one cares because it was 20 years ago so i i I think what this is really poking at is you know where do we as a society do we care because of the deed or do we care because it's now and 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 almost at the same time like in its vagueness i think it answers its own questions being like we can't even we're fucking dumb pack animals. We can't control which way the fucking mm-hmm. pendulum swings at any given moment because like, none of us can control the whole beast. It's like the waves of an ocean. There is no conductor. <laughs> conductor, we have a problem. All right, moving on. Thomas the train. It should have been someone during the scene where she tackled the person. They should have had that guy from the vine going, conductor, we have a problem. Conductor, we have a problem. That would have made me smile. When I was th- the whole time she was running up. Oh, I guess are we getting in nitpicks? Um, I honestly don't care at this point. Um, yeah. when she was running up, <laughs> uh, the dude playing the horn, he should have been like, "Bitch, why are you here?" Yeah, they and were then, all caught up in the moment. And then she was, she took what fifteen seconds to run up. That was a wild scene. They're yeah. facing the whole theater. No Did one. Did you made guys figure that was going to happen? No. Yeah. I was confused at first because like they're, how they're... did your ass know that was uh, the second I saw her feet come out of the stall I was like oh she hiding that was hilarious and then the way yeah. they she start playing like and I'm like oh she about to fuck some shit up yeah I didn't think she was about to tackle the dude I thought she was about to just come and start yelling okay um, yeah I meant like then, did you know and then she sure tackled the dude and started yelling so I was kind of <laughs> right double whammy <laughs> when she's standing next to the the um, trumpeter in the back when he starts to play and to do the intro. And she's next to him. I was like, shouldn't she be? Like, well, when he didn't I know, say that's why anything, I was like, I was why like is she, she must be conducting. Something. She must be about to yeah. go out there. Because I thought he would have been like, let me stop. This. I guarantee he was <laughs> yeah, like. Why didn't he? But like, he it, was like, I'm just here to see what happens. Yeah, I finished my part. He's the real maestro. No, <laughs> yeah. literally. And I think if you're in the orchestra, 
it's such like a high pressure in, environment where you're like, we've been practicing this forever. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be the one that fucks it up. Yeah, true like, enough. If if it gets fucked up, that's fine. It's not gonna be my fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what's going on. No, like, totally. I'm not gonna be the problem. <laughs> no, and that was a fascinating thing too to like just dip us into this world. Like just the politics of it all. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? And they're all first chair. The oh yeah. oh, we're gonna do a thing in the fucking cello set. I'm like, what are any of you talking about? Yeah, because they didn't give the chick the all my audition, ass knows is opening hut cards. <laughs> <laughs> And saying, yeah. spending hundreds of dollars on hunt cards and saying, hundreds. I'm in my Lydia Tar era hundreds. as I tear my life apart. Hundreds. Moving on yeah. to nitpicks. <laughs> uh, my only other real nitpick, other than just being slow and fucking boring, is God knows. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I remember the final credit going up and saying, thank God. Uh, but I digress. That's your nitpick. <laughs> no, my nitpick was your favorite part of the is, film. Um, I. F- I don't know if I'm just like overseeing it or I just had a problem with it immediately. But when they showed like that very obviously edited clip of her. Okay. I actually will. I actually agree with that. That is so fucking edited. There's no (laughs) way this is even a discussion. Yeah. Because I was like, who would actually watch it where it's literally like a YouTube poop thing where she's like, you are black. (laughs) (laughs) No one. I think think she's getting canceled because she groomed uh, understudy who then killed herself and named her in a suicide. I think that's a bigger issue. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely the bigger issue. I was like, I don't think it's this super edited video. Yeah. But did they ever, let me ask y'all because now I'm trying to even remember and I can't really, did they ever really like get into actual ramifications of that? No. Well, that's what I mean. Is like I hope they didn't because I that don't... fits with the whole narrative of like, oh, this is a bombshell. Oh wait, no, it's not. Like, because that is just how life is. Like, especially for someone like that, where it's like, oh no, the worst thing in my life just happened. Oh wait, it doesn't matter. Oh, let me sexually abuse someone. Also, doesn't matter. I just have to go to somewhere in Asia <laughs> yeah. and perform. A yeah, concert. I I think the it's unclear what the consequences are for or, or what the, the follow-up is on all of these allegations and all these problems yeah. that she's having. And what really fucks her over is ultimately herself making the decision to fucking curb stomp this fucking conductor that's taking over her orchestra when uh, she can't do it. And I think that ultimately re- removes, it's the final straw removes her from the game to where she has to find work at a, a across the globe doing monster hunter but the trailers. actual bad things mm-hmm. that she does we, we we don't see any of the real ramifications except for but that place looks her amazing. not being able to do it the voice she was that looks funny and I'm, shit and i'm sure the she's monster hunter expo that and also just like where she was i don't know where the river looked fucking yeah sick. the river looked yeah. sick massage parlor looked dope nope no, <laughs> yeah, not, uh, uh did you see like the one i was fucking even, like looked the up busy little... city center where she was like studying or whatever? yeah that place looks sick yeah well and that that and then you could also say that that's part of what it's about is like this whole like fall from grace and whatnot and like mm-hmm. does that tie in to her neighbor being like this old decrepit woman who is clearly like living a type of hell right next to uh lydia quote unquote having everything she wants Mm -hmm. and then like is Lydia Tarr being depressed in this beautiful place her just like you know being like the grass was greener two years ago and I hate where I am now I don't know because the film won't tell us and that's good (laughs) that makes you like the movie more (laughs)
you know, there's definitely a lot you, that you can read into even like little things like that where yeah. the, the one scene we have of yeah the but like again it like speaks to again what like mirror speaks to to me which is like she might be looking at it that way like oh i'm my neighbor now who fell but you're not none of this shit connects none yeah, of this if you want to watch a two hour 38 two hour <laughs> and 38 minute long movie that makes you think don't watch this movie watch um stalker by Tarkovsky. Ooh, that's isn't a that much, like, is that three though? That's way longer than two. Three. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, but um, a way better movie though. It is better. Um, although I could see myself raising. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> not past it, but I could see myself raising Shut this up. rating to four and a half. Shut. It up. still has potential to go. See, there. I wouldn't. Uh, but I'm like, holding I know, tight at a four. I right know now. people that have it ranked four and a half. Like people, mm-hmm. I really respect their opinions. They have. I, I've seen a lot of four and a half. I've seen a lot of fives. <laughs> And uh, way too I, I would be okay with with four is probably the highest I'll go because as we've said multiple times, this movie is slow and boring and nothing really happens. <laughs> and it's, it was, it's hard to sit through. And that those are my really my only nitpicks is that it's slow and boring. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you it's have any other tough, nitpicks you want to talk about? Watch. Um, I nothing that hasn't been said. Already, it's just such a weird movie and. This is not a movie that I would recommend to a lot of people. Yeah. But like don't go with like a group of people in, on a Friday Certainly on not. a Friday night. Go to Triangle of Sadness like that. Is what I hear. Is what I hear. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but if you're if when this inevitably comes to HBO or Amazon Prime or whatever and you're not doing anything on a on a on a uh, Friday night before you go out <laughs> on a on a night where you're going to stay in and uh, maybe you're feeling kind of sad. I don't know. Like, toss it on and I- I- explore your feelings a little. What bit. word is this? Obfuscations. Obfuscation. Ob- Ob- what is that? obfuscation? Making things not as clear. Okay. That makes... to obfuscate is to like complicate, make something like hard to understand or because this review dictionary over this here. review says <laughs> after the Juilliard scene, Tar falls into kind of an autopilot or at least an unsatisfying stasis as it drifts between dramatically undercooked and overcooked beats steeped in needless obscuf... Say it for me. <laughs> Obfuscuf- Obf- obfuscations and ambiguities. Obfuscation yeah. is an act of making something obscure, unclear, or unintelligible. Well, those are much better words. I can't no, even pronounce obfuscation. One word for three. Something about OBF, I cannot pronounce it in my head. Million dollar Ob- word. Obfuscation. That's your clan tag is OBF. Right. No, actually, COD sucks so bad it won't let me make a clan tag. No matter what Come I enter. Oh my god, that game's ass. <laughs> Do you want to move into what works? Um yeah, yes. you guys can start that. <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god. We've been going for way longer. Over an hour? Yeah. What are we up? Uh, well, we did have a big like downtime at the beginning, so we'll cut like a couple minutes up, but hour two right now. Okay. We can Yeah, let's wrap this up. We have, but it this is one of those where like we've kind of covered everything at this point. Yeah, we'll, we'll move once we get up uh, passing the picks and like any pod, it's all smooth stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh what do you want to talk about for what works first? Um, so one thing that I definitely like, came away from this film, like asking myself and people around me was like how do you feel about I personally think this works now that I've thought about it more how much this film keeps you at arm's distance yeah like we don't know who certain characters are until like way later i.e. them showing us the back of the person's head and then us finding out later that that is someone who has killed themselves and then her saying 
hide the emails and then us find out later it's because they had sex Mm -hmm. and and i mean we see then that she blackmailed her and everything and it's like everything in the film is not arriving when you need it to it's arriving when the film decides you're getting it um it's not holding your hand at all yeah exactly and like you know we never really get into like the and like one thing the a word that keeps floating around my head is like this film has like no interiority like we never really get inside her head no. at any time. No, and I think that's a, a, a credit to the writing, but also really Kate Blanchett, who I don't think we've even mentioned. She was that, good. That she was, she's Bl- the only highlight. I don't even think we hated her character. With I don't even acting. think we've said Kate Blanchett's name. This I said her a few pod. times, just me okay. forgetting the name. <laughs> she is absolutely incredible. Yeah, and uh, she is holding up this film by herself the entire time phenomenal performance so and and specifically all of that interior stuff that you're talking about really hard to do and she does it so well where there is so much going on um behind those eyes in her head that we are not seeing but we we just know that her internal monologue or her internal uh process is just going at all hundred miles an hour the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and barely staying on the rails. Yeah. Uh so I hate I fucking cannot stand like Oscar bait roles. They annoy the living shit out of me. Oh, yeah. And like I hate when the whole marketing leading up to a film is like, get ready for this person's performance. And then I always come in with my magnifying glass on. Mm-hmm. Hence why I hate Leo so much, because every time I watch a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, I'm told, get ready for this Leonardo DiCaprio performance. And I come in and I'm like, oh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio acting. I've seen this. This was one where I was truly like, yeah, no, she's gone. You can't see her anymore. It's it's literally Lydia Tarr now. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was truly like, yeah, this is definitely the best acting. Yeah, she's great. She's great. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it later. I'll just say it now. Uh, she will 100% be nominated for a Best Actress. I literally she can't will, see her not winning. Yeah, I would put a lot of money on it that she's going to win. Yeah, she's going to win. It's like the perfect storm of yeah. like, there's enough hype behind this it. This entire she movie has enough is just fucking Oscar for Has she won an Oscar yet? Yeah, she won for um, Benjamin Button, I'm pretty sure. She has. Does she have two? I think she might. I'm going to check real she quick. She have two. She deserves it. I love Kate. She's Blanche. very good. She's very talented. Uh, she has... Oh shit! <laughs> she has a packed award uh, shelf. Oh yeah, I bet. Hell yeah, go Kate! How many Oscars? Uh, the only one that matters. Yeah, let me see here. Talking to you, Golden Globes. She won Best Supporting Actress for The Aviator. Oh, okay. She won Best Actress for Blue Jasmine. Yes, I had the Woody Allen movie. Oh yeah, Which I was gonna say even... I've never heard of this film. She was nominated for Elizabeth the Golden Age. Yeah, I saw another review that said Blue Jasmine is the warmest color for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nominated for Carol. Uh, Nominated for I'm Not There. That's an interesting one as well. You know what that is? No. A Bob Dylan biopic where every, I think it's every phase of his life is played by a different actor and she played him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Notes on a Scandal, she was nominated, and Elizabeth, she was nominated. So a ton of nominations, two wins. Two wins, yeah. For Best Actress? Yeah. Uh, Best Supporting and Best Actress. Got it. Okay. So I think she'll definitely win this year for this, which is, I honestly, like, I I can't think of anyone that can hold a candle to her so far this year. Yeah. I'm, like, Um, real quick going to try to run through it. I'd be surprised 
if that happens. But we can talk about that not when we get to our like we're category. saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um. Uh. Something that I we've already talked a lot about what is good. Um. You know what it says about society and the the, the complicated questions it's asking and what it doesn't say, what um, it doesn't answer. Uh, more practically, um, it has a very simplistic cinematography that I think is like very, um, very appealing. Uh, I I think that. It, it it looks good, but it's not it's not like the A twenty four. Like we're gonna, it doesn't look prestige. That's something that I like too. Yeah, it like looks very it realistic was, to me. And this might be even more fucking annoying than mm-hmm. saying uh, it didn't, or than saying something has an A twenty four vibe. But this shit looked like a neon movie to me. Yeah, because neon to me has been kicking the living shit out of A twenty four recently. Because recently, A24 has been like, there is an A24 look and there's an A24 yes. brand. And it's Neon, an to me, yeah. has a much more exciting aesthetic I've been, that I think this is akin I've to. I've been thinking a lot lately about A24's aesthetic and their brand mm-hmm. and how everything kind of looks the same. Um, yeah. That's for a whole different pod. And that's and that's coming from an A24 fanboy. Yeah, no, we both like it a lot. But and, mm. and also, I'll say it right now, I don't think we can call A24... Um, indie movies anymore oh hell no yeah someone i heard someone uh like someone in the industry um like a pretty uh high-end per, uh personality who talks about was it uh, me cr- cr- yeah it was, <laughs> uh, uh, a, a, Minnesota a pretty critic. high-end critic talk about a24 as like an indie movie and i was like we know we are <laughs> we are past this we cannot well, do it. and that's like half the movies that come out are a24 now real quick i just want to say like, like the biggest studio in the in the game right now i love when a studio like you have focus features which is what made this yeah. and then like sony pictures classics i love when like a big studio is just like let me low key make the best art house yeah, film of this yeah. year i'm like i know that pisses a24 and them off yeah um and then going back to the cinematography something that like really stood out to me this stood out to me probably 10 minutes in maybe 10 15 minutes into the movie and i, I was like oh that's very interesting and then it, i kept noticing it throughout the whole movie mm. and i was like as soon as I saw it the first time, I was like, I wonder if that's going to be like a, a theme, like a, something that's going to keep keep going on 100% all the time, is it has a very vibrant depth of field where mm. something is always happening in the, the, the foreground, like right in front of the, uh, close to the camera, in, in the midground where like the main action is, and in the background, there's always something going on at like three levels. Uh, it creates a lot of depth. This is something that um, uh, cinematographers and... Uh, people will really praise like Citizen Kane for at the time or, mm. or a lot of these like visionary works of, of the past where they, they said like where they're innovating in, in making things really look good and visually stimulating yeah. on without a lot of like production value. And, yeah. and it just makes it things like looked very lived in realistic where in in real life like things are happening in the background you know yeah. and uh, there's like a it like eases the eyes like it like makes you kind of melt into it more and mm. throughout the whole movie that there there's a lot of symmetry and there's a lot of depth where things are happening at all three levels of of the the foreground background background i find that very interesting that's interesting because i didn't even notice that until you said it now i find myself remembering that like yeah i remember certain scenes of her conducting i was both watching olga and her partner 
in the same frame being mm-hmm. like, oh, that's interesting. Or, like or, Olga's, or I mean, her partner's having this look on her face. And at the same time, Kate is looking directly at Olga and Olga is just looking down and not looking at her. Yeah. And a really good example of this is the, the, when she's having Olga over and they're practicing and the scene where Olga is like, can I play the piano? Yeah. She's like, I'll go make coffee. So Olga is like sitting up front playing the piano and looking at her sheets and, mm-hmm. and then in the background, we, in the silhouette of the big mirror or a big window yeah. in the back, uh, Kate Blanchett is making coffee and we see her react to yep. her, the keys. And it's like, um, a, a very, just, a lot of, you know what I mean? Like a lot of, a lot yeah. of, a lot and of then we there. watch her close that distance all the whole time. It's yeah, like the whole she, time she, I'm she watching come, that she comes up to the mid ground. Yep. Yeah. The whole yeah. time I'm watching that. And in reality, the actual action of the scene is right in front of my face. Mm-hmm. So things like that are like, are really, uh, Fuck. And it's you, like, you when think you, about that. When you do think about something like that, it's it all does, very intentional. Yeah. And when you do like think about something like that, it really just makes you think even more about like how good these performances are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you actually like think about what goes into making a film and then you think about how much you just thought Kate Blanchett was a real person. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, that was really just making up a person. And pre- now it wasn't even pretending to be Freddie Mercury. It was making someone up and then being like, that's who I am now. Yeah. I'm not even me. <laughs> literally thought she was a real person. Um, and then the, the last thing I had written down was just a very simple story um, conveying very complicated. Very emotions. simple. Very yeah. simple. Uh, well, and painfully quick, simple. That's probably the literally. reason that this yeah, is yeah. actually a good Oscar bait performance is because she had no real life person to base this on. I mean, obviously she used people for reference, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's one thing when you're like, I'm being Freddie Mercury. I'm Rami Malek. Give yeah. me my best actor award. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing when you're being like, I'm Hugh Glass. I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. Give me my best actor award. And then you're making up someone and actually becoming them. Way Bo- more. Boof, do you have anything else you want to share for what works? No, nothing works. Oh, okay. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nothing works. It no was two stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie, that movie sucked. <laughs> Something it had was, to have worked. It was almost average. Beautiful to look at. <laughs> painfully, painfully boring. Could not wait till seven. <laughs> All right. Uh, who won the movie? Kate. 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 Kate Even that. though it's like one of those things that you're like, what does she have to prove? My ass hasn't seen Aviator. My ass hasn't seen any yeah. of those other movies she was nominated for. Like so you know who is... didn't win the movie? That chick who killed herself. That's who didn't win. Facts. Didn't even get any screen time. Yeah, all yeah. you saw was her red hair twice. That was it. <laughs> um, I don't so even remember her name. Definitely the movie. <laughs> um, there could be a case for Todd Fields just being his yeah. first movie in 16 years, and it's probably going to win like eight Oscars. But I don't know. <laughs> like it just came. It was it, like we're saying. It's not like a very fun movie to watch. And you know, we yeah. none of us enjoyed ourselves. But we just the movie. think about that. We hit an hour. He wrote it too. He we hit an too. hour before we even realized how long we've been exactly. talking about it for. The movie that like deserves bullet train i was like only 30 minutes we've been talking about this really exactly, exactly. uh any casting what else i didn't have anything down um the movie, dude the, who she beats like the whole up. movie i i will actually agree oh, i like, like there, him i like but him. like you could he's, put someone he's else a big, there. he was a little too like he's a big actor yeah, i know Mark strong right I don't, yeah Mark, yeah strong I don't he's a little too like conventionally role. handsome for that role yeah it looked like haha Put someone ugly as fuck. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, it looked like they took like a ripped dude yeah. who's a Hollywood actor. And with and a then perfect just... hairline and put a balding cap. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Just throw a bald cap on him yeah. and that makes him look like an old I was like, no, this doesn't work. I <laughs> yeah. still see him. That, I, I actually agree with that. Uh, I like, like Mark Strong a lot. But yeah, I really I like, like him, him too, I but just, not in yeah. that character. 
That's like just being well, like, make him a super macho hot dude if you're gonna cast him. Like, yeah, I don't know. Mark Strong wants to transform a little bit too. Yeah, let the man yeah, transform. Yeah. I mean, he can do it. Yeah. Like, All right, uh, I'll let him rock. <laughs> any other casting what ifs? Uh, no. Wait. I, let me look something up real quick. Sure. I think someone was offered this role before. Kate Blanchett? No. Maybe. No. No, he wrote, no, he wrote it for he wrote her it and said Blanchett. it wouldn't then have gotten no. made if she didn't say it. Then no, I did, that's I, not what happened. I did listen I wanted to, to drop an interview with Todd Fields. Yeah, he definitely wrote it for her. Good. Um, Holy fuck. The John Hammond word for the biggest cock is definitely going to Lydia Tarr. Like, it's yeah. definitely going to Kate. There's no. It's going to Tarr. She's the bad uh, guy. One quick thing I'll throw in there. Was there so? Do you know when the guy was telling her make sure you have all of your things in the closet with the hangers the right way? Yeah, yeah. Basically, just me. So I was asking someone about that. I was like, okay, did that mean make sure you have all your ducks in a row? Make sure no. you don't have any skeletons in the closet? Or did he literally mean he has a Nazi uniform in his closet? Is that? Because they had just they had just described like she was like oh but you know Bach was a Nazi sympathizer or something like that and he was like oh yes yes he was a Nazi and he was like and they didn't find that out till they found the uniform and then he was like that's why I make sure I have all my hangers facing this I feel like everyone has everyone has shit they're (laughs) everyone has shit they're hiding just make sure it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I yes, thought too. I but when I first it heard it, I was like, "You can't have the shit you're hiding be unorganized." Like, did he just casually just bring up that he was a yeah. car carrying yeah. Nazi? Yeah, I don't think that's what they meant yeah, by I that. Thought... But you know, what? up to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, that's the up to interpretation part of the film. <laughs> it's whether that guy's a Nazi. Um, oh, I'm thinking of weird that they offered it to someone before Daniel Radcliffe. Never mind. No. <laughs> oh, the the real. We can do casting what ifs for the Weird Al biopic right now. Right as well. now yeah. we have, we have, <laughs> Tar and the Weird Al biopic. We have plenty of time. So. Yeah. Um, unanswerable questions. What do you have? Why the fuck <laughs> does this exist? I think I asked them throughout the whole thing. We had a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the ending I, I thought was very strange to me. I didn't really get it at first. Um, I was unaware of of things like E3 where they have full orchestras. Yeah. So I, I didn't get that. That's what I meant. Like it was so ultra specific that I was like, how was any of the audience supposed to feel about but, this? But I, I looked into it and I was like, Oh, that's what she's doing. She's yeah. And, and I think that really the only reason that they have that is to, to show that, you know, her whole life, this whole orchestra, it's all very high society mm-hmm. and very prestige. And her only real consequence is, is going from, very high society to to lower herself to the scum of the earth like us normal folk yeah, us totally. gamers. And, and, and do something <laughs> yeah and, and and do something that uh is is, is not considered it's, it's lowbrow it's yeah. very low brow. and it like goes back to like that grass is greener stuff like she is objectively still in like the one percent of success in yeah, her and field she, and she's, she's like paid tons of money but i guess she did lose her whole family yeah so. which just sucks that's tough that is tough whatever <laughs> only have yourself to blame uh the vin diesel table that acting award who, who the fucking kid <laughs> is it always the kid it's a landmark uh, I'm trying the, to think the of kid his... was fine. I thought I the thought the actress who fun. played Olga was great. No, the bullet. So oh, I did. That's her. I did not like her. Really? You know, I had her in the. I didn't like her. Oh wow. no, 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 no! Sorry, this is your wife. Not. I was gonna say. Yeah, I thought the Nina wife was the other. Either yes. the wife yes, I or was, yeah. I didn't like the, the kid. Wife. The kid who was bullying Tar's kid. Well, all the kids are obviously good, but um, <laughs> just all the kids as if, a collective. 
Yeah, just in every movie ever. Oh my god! What about the fucking uh, the grandparent who's like dying? That was fucking. She weird. wasn't doing. That great. scared the shit out of me. Uh, uh, the not the grandparent, the the neighbor, her daughter that yeah. always comes over and knocks on the yeah. door, and she's like, "Oh, the mail," she's or making something. noise. She goes, "Come, come, come!" Or the the people who knock on her door and tell her to stop playing music. That was funny. I actually laughed about that. No, that was a hilarious yeah, scene. That was a good bit. Who do you want to? When she for? said, "You're welcome," <laughs> it's no problem. <laughs> so like, that's when I was like, "This chick sucks." No, I, that's <laughs> when I was like, "Now you know how it feels." Yeah. When I put on a little maestro show for my neighbors, <laughs> I don't get to say you're welcome. Um, who do you want to give it to? I guess we just gotta give it to the kids. I guess yeah, every kid. Sorry, kids. every time. No, I'm giving it to the wife. Yeah, I'm I okay thought she that. was all right, but I'm giving it to. The I'm wife. not like blown away by it. I can. I just want to avoid giving it to kids every time. <laughs> I just want to give it to kids because it seems easier it's than so giving easy. it to. No, I'm giving it to the wife. All right, we'll give it to Nina Haas, the, the actress who played uh, Kate Bunch's wife. Yeah. I feel bad. Are for they her. married? Or are they just like? I couldn't tell. I was I, just saying partner. I think they're married. They have a daughter. Yeah, that married. was something interesting too. Is how vague that was. Yeah. Like yeah. and like and then they just her like I know like I I think I don't know how many times she made references to it, but she made pretty clear references here and there of like remember when we had to sneak around because you were the conductor and I was like whatever yeah. in the orchestra and it's like. That's a whole nother can of worms is like, that's someone who was exploited at one time. Yeah, there's a lot we didn't talk about uh, just <laughs> on like the, the structure of like the sexual relationships that seem mm-hmm. to be happening in orchestras because it's like band kids in high school. I always knew they're fucking well, not only are, are Kate Blanchett having all of these affairs um, throughout the orchestra, but also like her mentor, the old guy that you were talking about yeah. who might have Nazi stuff. <laughs> uh, he he was having an affair and is having an affair with Sebastian, the uh, uh, assistant maestro that she fires. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't pick that up. Wait, what did you just say? Wait, 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 wait. Mark Strong or the really no, old no, guy? no, the other the guy that the old guy who I thought might be a Nazi. Him, who is her was mentor with the guy she fired. The guy who yeah who she. When they have the argument in his office, and she yeah. calls him a, a misogynist. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, they are having, they are having an affair, and he's that his, man is way too old to have an affair. Well, they, they don't care anymore because it's she's out of the game. It's not really an affair. No one gives a fuck. That's what that was. His whole had thing. they been having it for years? For years, yeah. Oh, he's he's married to a woman. I completely, completely missed that. Yeah, yeah. Was, I have no idea what you're talking even about right catch now. Catch that for yeah, a it, second, you, and you'd have to like. <laughs> It's like a couple throwaway lines. Like I was lucky to pick up. No, them. I barely picked up anything the old guy was saying. That's why I was like, "Did yeah. he just say he was a Nazi, and, or did and, I miss most of that conversation?" When she's like vaguely asking him about advice about like cleaning up your closet stuff, and he's like, "What are you accusing me of? I'm out of the game. Like you can't accuse me." Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of what he thinks. That okay, she's. okay insinuating that makes sense all right moving on though uh oscar nominations this is gonna get so many fucking oscar nominations yeah um, what do you think is gonna get more this or amsterdam <laughs> hard to say it's hard to say <laughs> um i did come across something that is really upsetting me because i'm like kate blanchett might not win you know who might win best actress and i will fucking throw up if they do this has no problem with me with the actress but i'm worried this is going to eat the oscars alive 
I think Michelle Yeoh will win Best Actress. I was just going to bring up uh, Everywhere. Fuck. <gasps> if Everywhere All the Time All at Once sweeps the Oscars <laughs> and Tar... That's not the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and and Tar it won't. gets blanked, I will fucking scream. And that, I don't even fuck with the Oscars like that, but that will make me very sad. It won't. She'll get nominated. She won't win. If Kate doesn't win for this, I'm actually I'm now I'm starting to get a little emotionally invested. <laughs> yeah, you you want her to win? Right? I promised me I, I promised myself I wouldn't. She needs to. All right, over under how many Oscars is this gonna win? Three, eight. <gasps> what? <laughs> Which ones? Do you have it like actually eight? thought out no. already? Did you no. just say eight? Yeah, I think the it'll be number. No- I think it'll be nominated. Wait, nominated or win? Uh, let's do both. I think it'll be okay. nominated. I think it'll win five. It'll be nominated for ten. How'd you get eight? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now we're um, just whipping. Right, I think five. it'll get nominated for five, win three. I hope. Okay. I say, and nom- that's me just completely spitballing. Nominated, no nominated six, win two. Actually, no, sure. no. Ch- I think it'll only win one Oscar. The more I think about it, yeah, I win two. I think it'll just win Best Actress. Okay, it won Best I, Actress. I think it's a lock for that. Another one. I think it'll be because you guys got to remember, there's a lot of really good it'll, films. It'll win. So sound. I'm like, I'm way too scared to give it Best Picture. I know it's gonna win. The people, sound one. people are gonna. That's. I was thinking yeah. that the it'll whole win film, Actress and it'll win Sound. I was like, this is one million percent gonna. It'll win be nominated sound. for. Two sound it'll be nominated for original sound editing. No, sound mixing sounds something else, right? Because there was a couple times in the film where I was like. Oh, yep. They knew they had to get this right, and they're knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I think it'll for sure be nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Um, true, it's not true, based on true, anything, correct? True, true. Besides the woman's real life. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'll probably get a few below the line stuff. Uh, yeah, any sound thing, it's gonna get. I just Oscar feel like for. this is gonna like take over the Oscars because this is what this is the same thing as uh, the Sound of Metal, where it's like, yeah. oh, here's a thing where sound yeah, mixing is part of the plot, yeah. and it's like anytime you actually focus on it to that level, it's automatically gonna win the Oscar because it's the only one that people are looking at. Like, oh, this is part of the plot. But also, the thing is, no one's gonna fucking see this movie, so. See, that's the other thing. But I mean, fucking, you know, the people that vote on this are going to fucking see it. That's what I'm saying. The people people that that are voting on this that are voting on this are going to be like, I'm smarter because I've seen it. Yeah. They're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh. I am part of of high society. That's what Boof thinks we sound like right now. (laughs) It's going to be like the movie High Society. And and, and, and in all truth, I I had a hunch that Boof was going to have this opinion, and I'm glad that he does Mm because I. This needs to be represent- it was, represented. It was. A oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, did y'all read this? No, I don't. How would I know what you're all the reading? all the diegetic music in the in the film? Yeah, was recorded on set. No way! It's like all the orchestra stuff. They're gonna recorded. win everything. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna win it. Yeah. That changes everything yeah. about the film. I didn't yeah. know that at all. I did know that. No, I just know that. What the fuck? The people that vote on Oscars are gonna fucking eat this shit up. Yeah. This God is damn. This movie is but I think it's kind of a good thing, too, because I think more movies like this, more dramas like this need to be in theaters and not just go to Apple TV Plus or Netflix or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's there's good things about it, but also the movie fucking was boring and stupid, even though we're appraising it. Complicated. Uh, one last like thing I'll add since we're at the end here. I'm just reading this right now. And I'm like... Started. <laughs> I'm just reading this quote right yeah, now. I was hoping to leave think. like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, quote here from the New York Times uh, We don't care about Lydia Tarr because she's an artist. We care about her because she's art. 
and I was reading that and I'm like, maybe that's why they chose to make someone up. Maybe this would be too complicated of a character to portray mm-hmm. without people getting upset if it was real. Yeah, I, I think that's a hmm. accurate read. So think about that. Good guy, bad guy. Yeah, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, oh my God. Uh, uh, over again. an hour, hour and a half. Who's your good guy? <laughs> um, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> let's get bad guys out of I know what my bad guy is. My bad guy is the Fermi Paradox. Is I, uh, Fermi Paradox? The Fermi Paradox. Oh, oh, okay. Um, it's terrifying to just like think about and fall super deep into a whole reading shit about. What is that again? It's like the paradox of the possibility of life whether existing. or not your dick is firm yeah kind of <laughs> the, firm the, paradox. the paradox about the possibility of life existing outside of our world. oh yeah like the great filter it's theory like, and that yeah shit. the great filter yeah. yeah so like that shit's just terrifying to get into so that's my bad guy I'd like uh i had a moment today where i was like what the fuck why are we here yeah so um yeah, that was great my bad guy of the week is the the ref in the Vikings game that just decided to play yeah, free safety fuck that guy. and and just tackle hey, Harrison still Smith while he was getting an interception. So yeah, uh, glad we won. We fucking we won and we covered. I would so. have been very upset if we lost because of that. They yeah. gave a touchdown to us. Literally, the ref yeah, was playing free good safety. Good thing we're fucking unbelievable. Listen to the final verdict. I'm sure they talk about it. Hell yeah. yeah. Wait, no, they didn't at all. They didn't? Uh, I forgot I already listened to that episode. <laughs> I mean, we're <laughs> seven and one. We're guaranteed dumbs. All right, yeah. I know who my good, good guy of the week. Good my good guy of the week is Mozart for recording Lacrimosa. Yeah, Lacrimosa. He put that right song. on wax, and then they put that right in Cumbency. Uh, my good guy of the week. Oh, that's the song at the end? Yeah, yeah that's Lacrimosa. the one I'm talking about. I, I know Lacrimosa. This is what I did the perfect rendition of earlier on the pod. That was it? Oh, okay. That was hard. Okay, <laughs> that is nothing like what you said. <laughs> That's exactly I know what this. I did. I'm, that song I'm, is in my like song <laughs> on my playlist. That's horrid. My good guy um, of the week is, is Bach for never doing anything wrong ever. Oh, yeah. good guy. We need good to guy. release release the argument. I need to hear it. Yes. Bonus episode. Uh, bad guy? Our feed? No, good good guy. No, wait. Bad guy now? Yeah, we did bad guys. We did bad guys? Did you do bad guy? I did I, a good guy. Okay, I did, so what's your bad guy? I did two good guys. My, yeah. Oh, fuck. I prepared two good guys. Oh, my bad guy is Matthew Kachuk. No, bad I was guy. kidding. I did a what do you mean? He Why shoved his he... stick in John Quick's eye. It was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> it was an accident. And, and I'm pissed because I pulled him in card packs, and I'm like, this? He's you can't good. Give me, you can't give me Kirill Kaprizov? You He's give me like him? He's like the perfect player to get for that. I love Kirill. All right. My, uh, my good guy is uh, Chidar Badar Brock. Because those are amazing. Yeah. Chidar Badar, bro. Chidar Badar. Have you ever had a Chidar Badar? No. Or a Badar Chidar? The better Cheddar Johnsonville brats? Chaharch? Badar Chidar. I can't say I've had the They're pleasure. Amazing. Chibar- Highly recommend. Ch- Chibar Kutense? Highly recommend. Also, also when it's like this weather and raining a little bit and the perfect sound because I'm a shuffle and you find yourself in a music video as you're cruising, that's my also a good guy of the week. That's All true. Right, um, what, I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. yeah. See you next All week. Right. We're going to triangulate something for next week. Uh, all quiet on Western Oh. Number one, the bank wanted drug screen for everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having. <laughs>